So today we hear the Palm Sunday story and we hear it according to the gospel writer John. Every gospel writer tells the story in a little different way. Interestingly enough, it is the gospel of John where we hear specifically that the crowd followed Jesus with palm branches. John is the only one who tells us that. So hear this great story of the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went out to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, you see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Allow us, O Lord, to join that great throng of people who make their way with Jesus into the holy city, that we may discover what our role is in the great parade, and that we may find ourselves in that place where we can worship and sing our hosannas and show all the world that we follow Jesus. All this we pray in his name. Amen. I have never been to a palm reader. I don't ever intend to. My life is confusing enough as it is. I don't need any more thoughts put into my head as to where I'm going and what I'm doing. I'm happy to give myself over to the gentle nudges of the Holy Spirit. But I did a little research on palm reading, palmistry as it is called, which for these purposes means I read the Wikipedia page online. To learn a little bit more about what a palm reader looks for when reading a palm. There is the lifeline that is supposed to tell about the vitality and the vigor of a person's life. There is the heart line, which, dis- which discloses matters of the heart and our emotional well-being. There is the, the headline that is supposed to say something about the person's mind and how it works. I wonder why I don't have a headline. And there is the fate line that indicates the consequences that we might face in our lives. And there are a bunch of other lines. And for me, there is this line left over from when I fell off my bike when I was 11 years old. I hate to think what that line might mean. But people who are into palmistry subscribe, I suppose, to the supposition that you can tell a lot about a person by reading their palm. Now, as I said, I don't put a lot of stock in the lines and wrinkles and scars of a person's palm. But on the other hand, I suppose our palms tell us a lot about ourselves and other people, at least in respect to how we use our palms. Uh, 
When you think about it, our palms send off all sorts of signals that we convey messages to ourselves and to others. We can, we can do all sorts of things with our palms that convey all sorts of messages. A, a simple wave of the palm sends a greeting. Holding still a palm says, stop, come no closer. A grasp of the palm and shake says, well, welcome or seals the deal. A, a slap of the palm conveys outrage or offense. A clap of the palm signals congratulations on a job well done. A, a holding out of the palm suggests payment due. A, a holding out of two palms indicates an openness. Sweaty palms means anxiety or fear. A clenched palm suggests outrage or an impending punch. Holding one another's palms suggest unity and fellowship. The palm tells us a lot about a person. Now, as far as I can tell, when the Bible talks about our life beyond this life, i.e. our eternal life in communion with God and with each other, there is only one mention of what we will be doing with our palms in the heavenly community. John, the writer of the book of Revelation, recounts his vision of the heavenly community and says that they and we, that, that multitude that no one can number and from every nation, tribe, peoples, and language, will be standing before the throne of God and the Lamb of God, and we will be robed in white, and we will be doing, what we will be doing with our palms is that we'll be holding in our palms palm branches. We will be waving palm branches in heaven. There was a great multitude, John writes, which no one could count from every nation, from all tribes, peoples, and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. It is a way, I suppose, for John to get the word across that you and I, that what you and I are focused on today, the great palms parade with Jesus into Jerusalem, that this is just a foretaste of what to expect when we start living the real life. If there is anything that Christians believe, it is that the eternal life we look forward to in heaven is actually the real deal, the real show, the real experience. Everything here is rehearsal. Everything here is a run-through. Everything here is simulation, spring training. But when we join the multitude, which no one can number, well, well, that's showtime. That's when everything counts. Regular season, the final four, dare I say. So when you and I show up on a Palm Sunday and read the story and sing our hosannas and wave our palm branches, it is a getting ready for when life becomes real. And when life becomes real, there will be waving, there will be swaying, there will be an opening of our palms to the beauty and the glory and the wonder and the majesty of God. And it won't get any better than that. It makes me think of the couple of U2 concerts I've been to. Jim Viev, you're not the only one that goes to U2. And they used to, U2, in their concerts, sing a song called 40. 
It's a beautiful song, and along with about 50,000 other people standing and singing and swaying, holding up their palms, and what many of them don't know in the arena is that Bono and the band are leading them in a psalm out of the Bible, Psalm 40. And so the stadium of people are standing and singing and swaying together and unbeknownst to them are reciting a psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit, out of the mire and clay. I will sing, sing a new song. I will sing, sing a new song. He set my feet upon a rock, made my footsteps firm. Many will see, many will see and fear. I will sing Sing a new song that always felt to me like a foretaste of heaven. So I guess that's a lot of what we do on a Palm Sunday, put to rightful use our palms by grabbing onto our palms and singing the old song, which becomes the new song, and gaining for ourselves a little taste of the time to come. We join that procession of palms in our window back there marching up the Mount of Zion through the cross and summoning the heavenly city and seeing the rivers of life flowing and the palm trees swaying and remembering that their death is no more, neither is their crying or mourning any more. You see, it matters what you do with your palm. It matters what march you're in because the truth of the matter is people are reading our palms. People are anxious to see what we're doing with our palms, what march we are in with our palms, because we're all trying to figure out in this crazy old world what is real, what is permanent, what is everlasting, where is this whole thing headed? Like the old hymn, we're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. People are watching our march, reading our palms. It makes me remember to when I was 10 years old and the phone call came to the house from the Roseville, Michigan City Jail. They had arrested my father, my clean-cut Presbyterian pastor father. They had arrested my father for, for marching. He had been marching to Zion with a bunch of other brothers and sisters in Christ, their palms holding on to placards in the wake of the death of Martin Luther King Jr. They had been marching for civil rights, waving their palms, and the chief priest of police didn't appreciate it, so they threw them in the slammer. It made for an interesting session meeting at the end of the month. Eleven years later, maybe because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, his youngest son, that would be me, ends up marching down Broadway Avenue in New York City, marching to Zion, holding on to my own little placard palm, protesting the crazy nuclear arms race. No paddy wagons at this parade, just a few thousand Jesus followers trying to sing a different song, a new song. We had a few million yesterday marching in cities across the globe, palming their placards, marching for a different, less violent world. Some of you I know were there. People are watching our march. 
They are reading our palms. That's why I love our logo here at Church of the Palms. It's on the front of your bulletin. It's a new logo. It's got this palm inside a heart. It's got this heart inside a palm. Read our palm, we say. It has a heart. Read our heart, it says. It has a palm. As if to say that we are trying to be the community that isn't afraid of doing some waving and some swaying and some singing and some marching. And on Palm Sunday, we remember again that all that waving and swaying and singing and marching is all about this Galilean rabbi, this Messiah this Son of God who leads the procession, marches up to Zion because He's come to make the world right. He's come to bless the poor in spirit. He's come to bless the persecuted. He's come to bless the merciful. He's come to bless those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We huddle ourselves around this Jesus and grasp our palms and we wave in whatever way we are called to wave to feed the hungry in our food pantry, to teach children in our tutoring ministry, to outfit homeless kids for school to provide space for counseling for folks who are trying just to hold on to march down to Honduras and come alongside folks who are struggling offer offering a preschool for parents who need help in caring for their children dare we imagine that that is what our Palm Center is going to be about from from some it's where the parade will begin as we open our doors and wave our palms around the Messiah and people will come and wonder what is all that hubbub about and they will see this love for Jesus and they will see this love from Jesus. Kids hanging out, adults hanging out, and we will meet them and we will love them and we will show them our open palms and invite them to join us in the march to Zion. We will sing, sing a new song and we will get the taste, oh, a little taste of the real thing. And so I've got this picture in my mind of when I was a teenager and we had this hippie-looking youth director, hair down to here. And he had this vision of busting the walls out with high school kids. And he got this idea about taking the basement of the church and turning it into a weekly rock concert venue. And he was going to invite rock bands from all over Detroit to come and play. And they weren't going to be Christian bands. No, they were just going to be the bands that people were hearing on the radio, music that students were listening to. And his idea was to get them inside the walls of the church so they could see our palms. They could hear that we cared about them. They could see that we are at the starting a parade. And he took the idea to the session, and that made for another interesting session meeting. But against their better judgment, they gave the palms up. And the bands came and the students came and it got a little crazy because young human beings bring young human being issues. And we would average about 300 kids a night. And some of those kids joined the parade. They met the Messiah. They grabbed a palm and they started marching to a new song. And that's what happens when you put your heart with your palm. So maybe it's going to be kids inside the palm setters singing their own songs on the way to singing a new song. Maybe it's going to be basketball and volleyball and pickleball, for God's sake. Maybe it's going to be retirees doing some exercise and grabbing a cup of coffee. Maybe it's going to be ballroom dancing and perimeter walking. Who knows? But in the end, they will be reading our palms and meeting the Messiah and they will see our hearts and maybe... Just maybe they will ask, where does the march start? 
Where does the march start? The march to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. The beautiful city of God. 